things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week seven of Bleeding Green and Gold. I am Mike. I'm Sean. And once again, we get to talk about the Packers losing to the Commanders. That other team that we keep going down. So the Commanders beat the Packers 23 to 21. And I just feel like it's deja vu all over again with me growing up. Born in 66. Yeah, I'm old. And then all my life, I heard about you shut up in here for Lombardi. Oh, boy. We we were a good team back when Lombardi was the coach. <laughs> and if for those of you who don't know, um, he ran off to the Giants. Uh, he left us for the Giants. I thought but, he went to Washington. Was it Washington? I thought I it was. So. The, oh, he Washington, came from the Redskins. Giants to the Packers yeah. and then he went to Washington. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, I was there. For it. <laughs> so <laughs> late 70s, all of the 80s and the early part of 90s. That's what I grew up with. And this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like it's deja vu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it was ugly in so many aspects of the game. Um, Rogers is out there frustrated. We can't run the ball and barely attempt to do so. We had 12 carries the whole game and receivers are just, they're not, you know, making the right decisions, not running the right routes. They're dropping balls. Um, Romeo dubs dropped all four of his targets after we talked about how he needs to get the ball more. It's like, well, now he's not going to be trusted at all. Um, yeah. What else do you got? Yeah. It's and, um, Special teams, we for some reason still are giving Amari Rogers oh. a roster spot and allowing him what to catch What is kicks. going on? Seriously? So he now, after this game, because he did have, um, what was it, two catches in this game. So he now officially has six fumbles and seven receptions professionally. So... Yeah, <laughs> that's something. So and he okay. dropped a big one at the end of the game. Catches oh, not not the punt, which he well, also dropped. The the punt that he dropped, I felt like they got a field goal out of it, but um, I I just feel like that was just kind of like the nail on the coffin. Okay, yeah, we're just not there today mm-hmm. this year. Um, it was um. Watching it back, I've, I've said this before, like when you watch it back, when you're not in to the game mode, when it's like Sunday, but it's like you've seen the game, but um, it, it it seemed worse than watching it regular during the, the day on Sunday. It's just like, I'm surprised you did rewatch it. 
It was painful. I did it for you. <laughs> You're just a glutton for punishment. Yeah, that's what your mom says. Um, but I just, I know Aaron's been very vocal this week talking about different things and saying that certain players, not naming anybody, but people who don't know how to play shouldn't be playing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he should be talking so much because some of the stuff I'm seeing from him isn't perfect either. No, I mean, he, he's, he looks frustrated when he's out there too. And I mean, we had 80 total yards of offense going into the fourth quarter. We had how many? 80. 80. 80? Eight I mean, that, I think that needs to be emphasized. 80? That might be. I, I don't know the stats on when the last time we had that few in the first three quarters was, but I guarantee it's quite a while back. Um, we did Probably have some good drives yeah. in the fourth quarter that got us some yards. One of them ended on downs on that fourth and one play, which was frustrating. But yeah. Not looking good through almost the whole game. Rodgers ended up with 23 completions, 194 yards, two touchdowns. And, I mean, one thing you can say is that we pressured Heineke quite a bit in this game. Uh, one sack, but he was pressured 10 times total. Uh, Rodgers, no sacks, one pressure, which seems really good when you think about it, especially because we had Bakhtiari not in there again. This week, yeah, it was a sure. totally different offensive line, except for mm -hmm. the center. Yeah. And so, you know, you look at that and you think, oh, that's great. They only allowed one pressure the whole game. But mm -hmm. part of that is when you watch it, Rodgers was getting the ball out under two seconds pretty much every time. It looked like he was scared out there, like no trust in the line. He seemed just kind of frazzled, didn't want to hold on to it, look for receivers and was just getting it out, even if guys weren't ready. There was a lot of passes that um, I should say there were too many passes that there was very little chance of success. Guys mm -hmm. were not separated. They were going to try and force it in there. Um, but, you know, I mean, bring that, up that go runs. route to Sammy Watkins was kind of odd. Do you remember that one? where uh, they threw it deep to Watkins, which, you know, he hard hard to run a go route, I would assume, if you're not 100% on your hamstring injury. So that's an odd choice to begin with. Um, but they threw it to him and kind of got tied up with the defender. They go to throw the flag, like, you know, getting it out. Mm -hmm. But then the ball was so far ahead of them that mm -hmm. they decided it was out of reach and they put the flag back. Mm-hmm. It's like if it had even been in the realm of the receiver, we get that large pass interference right. penalty. But right. so many deep balls. And it was. I mean, it was drifted seven, on Rodgers. Seven, ten yards over his head. Um, but part of that is you got to, as a referee, you got to play the part. Like if he wasn't hampered, would he have been able to catch it? But in this case, I don't think so. I don't think so. so. Yeah. But it, it was weird because part of the reason he got tied up with the defenders because he it, he kind of just it looked like he gave up on the route. I don't know if it's his hamstring it, or yeah, something. I would agree with that because um, yeah. he was going and then just kind of slowed down. It it was weird. Mm -hmm. um, I know Rogers said on the Pat McAfee show that a bad game in previous seasons you have about seven 
mental mistakes on the team. And now every game they're in double digits for what he would call mental mistakes. And it's like, at what point is that, you know, team morale, just guys not caring enough. At what point is it coaching? Watching it, the replay today, um, it's sure that we talked pretty much all, all, all season that the energy and the, um, it's just been lacking. It, and I, 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 I don't know what it is that we can't figure out the second half, but it, it doesn't change. Washington showed us what they were going to do, but we didn't change in the second half. And mm-hmm. is that because we can't, we don't have the personnel. Okay. So that's, that needs to point to the top people who are drafting and trading and getting people in or is that the coaches that aren't changing yeah and another week of you know the floor saying in the post game last week we got to do more to get the run game going more to get aaron jones going and we're ending this game this loss against the commanders 12 carries total between him and dylan and 38 total yards between Mm -hmm. the two of them. 38 rushing yards in this game. And I know a lot of it, you know, comes from if they don't get yards on first down, they go to the pass. But you have to find a way to stick to it. And so many teams are focusing on the run game this season. We've seen more rushing, less passing by most teams than we have in decades. But the teams that are consistently running and running well are winning those games. Mm-hmm. And so the stats back it up. We need to figure something out here. And and we're just not. And it's not even our ability to run the ball. We can't stop the run e- either. Mm-hmm. Another week of a good rushing attack by our opponent. Washington had 166 total yards between uh, five runners. But Robinson Jr. with 73 yards. Gibson with 59. Curtis Samuel with 26. And it's like, yeah, and I don't know. Green Bay. Green Bay has thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. That's, that's <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, and just finding a way to get them going. Like we did have that um, fourth quarter touchdown, the really nice pass to Aaron Jones in the end zone, where it kind of gave us some hope, got us back in it. You know, a twenty-one, twenty-three game. All of a sudden, and you think, okay, like let's see what they can do here. Um, but that just goes again to highlight, like. Run the ball through your star, Aaron Jones. Do yeah. what works well. Like we run so much of the offense through Devontae Adams when we had it because he's the star player. Well, we have to adjust to who we have now. And it, it kind of goes to the did you watch the Bears Pats game no. at all? No. They adjusted pretty much everything they're doing for the first time this season to what Justin Fields does well. Oh, running. You know, run the ball you know, move the offense, scramble drills, things like that. And their offense just went off. It's like, okay, maybe when you highlight what your players do well, they can play well. <laughs> well, it's it, to me, I go back and it, it's like, I really feel like it's coaching. And um, the players are the players. And we got an expensive defense. Um, I don't buy into the fact that Devontae Adams is gone, and so we have no offense. 
I just feel like the coaching hasn't adjusted to what we have as far as players. I get that our offensive line is in shambles, but there's a lot of teams. I mean, Washington had more, way more injuries. They've been through five or six different offensive lines in seven games. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's frustrating hard to, to not point the finger back at the coaches. Yeah, and, and so much of it, it seems like they're they just say Rogers will step up and figure it out, you know. They're not adjusting to what we're doing. Even Rogers said that after the game, like we need to figure something out that's different. We can't just give away the season because we have young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wants something different, doesn't want everything just put on his shoulders to figure it out on the field because we don't really have anyone else stepping up when you look at it. We, I mean, those what it's the big plays when you see guys step up, like third down, keep a drive going. We were uh, 0 for 6 on third downs in this game. Our first time complete uh, not converting a single third down since 1999. Mm-hmm. 0 for 7 if you count the fourth down that we didn't convert on. I mean, let that sink in a little bit. 1999. That we, that's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, really, again, I, I'm going to point my finger more at the coaching than I am going to be at the players. So, yeah. And, you know, one of those, we have 21 points. One of those came from uh, Devondre Campbell's pick six. So that's only 14 that came from offense. Mm-hmm. We could have had 14 from the defense. We had that fumble recovery for a touchdown mm-hmm. that got called back because of a very, very iffy. Oh, uh, that was horrible call i don't think it was it wasn't pass interference but interfering with the runner or something like that right yeah well the quarterback was in the pocket yeah and so i mean to me that's a horrible call because it's a horrible rule i I should say because it's like so you you want the defender to watch the person they're covering plus watch where the quarterback is in the pocket and not do anything wrong it's like Boy, that's a, mm-hmm. a, a literally tells you how much they want the offense to win. Yeah. Yeah. That was frustrating. That would have made it a completely different game since we couldn't mm-hmm. score on offense uh, <laughs> to have that touchdown as well. But, you know, what What can you do? We, we've talked for years now on this podcast. If you can hold a team to, you know, mid teens, mid 20s in points, Rodgers should be able to put up more points to beat any team. But that has not been the case this year. We are not putting up many points. We are not moving the ball easily at all. And our defense is doing decent. We haven't been blown out by an opponent's score in any game where you would think we're, we should be in it. We should be able to get past them, but we're just not. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had, you know, we came in ranked number one in the pass defense to this game. We didn't allow a ton of pass yards, 201 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Um, not great. You know, we haven't had guys beating us, and we've gone up against a lot of backups as well. Um, I mean, Heineke, he, he lops half his passes up there. That big final play he had to Terry McLaurin to kind of put it away. Um mm-hmm really was a lob pass where it just kind of went up in the air. McLaurin had to come back to it and he beat Jair Alexander to get it. Um, 
Alexander, our stud guy, got beat a few times by McLaurin this game. Uh, one of them on a touchdown. It's uh, there isn't one. I guess the only person I would say that I'm, I'm I can't give a hard time to would be our punter. And and I guess uh, Crosby, uh, he's been doing okay. But um, I mean, other than the blocked kicks we had last week the only knock you can have against special teams is the fact that our punt returner keeps dropping otherwise we've looked at him sean why do we still have him in there i mean i don't know even if you want to keep the roster spot like keep him on the roster and keep developing him as a receiver you can't keep him back there returning kicks right now he's a huge liability what other team could you fumble more than twice on a on a punt and still keep your spot yes right and the one he fumbled it was just like exactly what they're going to use as a training video because he looked up and saw the guys coming at him took his eye off the ball and he fumbled it's that's as simple as as it was i mean Mm -hmm. it they just I don't know who he has pictures of, but I don't know why he's still in there. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. They they say he's really good in practice, but if that doesn't it translate doesn't to game day, it doesn't really matter how good he is in practice. Oh, when guys are running down the field trying to smack him, all that goes out the window for him, it seems. That's the whole idea of that. The ones who can do it, go into it saying, yeah, I'm going to get creamed, but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to make it work. But I mean, going back on our um, Washington had 201 yards on receiving. We had 194. Okay. Um, Very similar numbers Mm -hmm. across the board, but we just are uh, not at a place where we can take the next step. I feel like we just kind of play. And if the other team has more energy and tries a little harder, we're done. We're not going to win. This is very, very, I I know you're, you're too young, but very similar to years ago watching the Packers. I'm too young. You didn't even know where Lombardi went. <laughs> Lombardi. He yeah, came the, from the Giants. The bad news. The Packers. Redskins. But yeah, just so many mental mistakes. But let, let's touch on a couple. We're, we're being so negative here and we've had multiple weeks of negativity. Let's, let's touch on what is the good in this game. Let's find some good. Um somebody didn't die. <laughs> uh, AJ Dillon, even though he only had the four carries, had a really strong grade in pass protection. Uh, also had a huge block pickup on a blitz. Aaron Jones forced six mix, missed tackles on his eight runs. So on eight runs, six mix. Holy crap, I can't talk. Six missed tackles. <laughs> there we go. It's pretty oh, good. Oh man, that's my that's that's me, babe. Six missed. Um, and he was huge in the receiving game on a day where our receivers did not step up much. Uh, Aaron Jones also had nine receptions, 53 yards, and 
two touchdowns, which really helped out my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> and then Alan well, Lazard, despite dropping one of his passes, was our leading receiver at six catches, 55 yards, and a long of 17. Pathetic. That's so pathetic. Stop saying pathetic. This is our good news segment. That's your good news? Yes. <laughs> 50 yards? Come on. Seven games into the season, we are three games behind the Vikings, who are five and one. Yeah, but they suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from ESPN, as of Monday, we're recording on Wednesday. As of Monday, the Packers were a 10 and a half point underdog against the Bills. And if that doesn't drop, that will be the biggest underdog that we've been in Aaron Rodgers' career. Packers haven't won a regular season or playoff game when they have been an underdog of seven points or more since 2005. So we're going to win it, right? You see Rodgers... I'm picking the Packers against the Bills. Rodgers said that... uh... This loss was exactly what we needed as a team. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be going in as hard as we can against the Bills. He, he said that this is what we needed to be able to go and beat the Bills in Buffalo. <laughs> hey, you know, it's pretty wild, though. Um, like at the last minute, Bakhtari's knee just they, they said, no, it's not going to work today. Um, that really messed up the offensive line where he was like in practice and then he didn't practice for the other two days and then they get to washington and they say no not good enough and we're going to shuffle the whole thing yeah i have no idea what's going on with that knee you're on mute i pushed it it didn't work (laughs) i think he's done you think I think so? he's, he, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a couple of years in multiple surgeries. Um, he's still limited practice this week on the injury report that they released today. We're recording on Wednesday. He's limited practice. Um, so we'll see. It, it's so hard to know with that knee. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. Like, you know, we kind of wrote him off after hmm. the years of rumors of him coming back and then not of surprised we've seen pretty much complete games out of them in the last handful mm-hmm. of games. Um, I just want to put out there. I, I agree with everything you said. I just want to put out that as somebody who lived through, and this is nowhere even near how bad it used to be. We used to get maybe two wins a year. We already beat that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with the internet and everything else, there's just everybody is looking for some kind of information to get you to click on their article. Um, just be careful with the BS that's out there. There's a lot of BS and a lot of personal opinions, not facts. And just, I guess, um, don't don't get too worked up. Mm-hmm. Because it, it you you get sucked into the negativity. So we've talked quite a bit about the horrible offense that we've been seeing, all the penalties, drops, 
mental mistakes, bad throws, bad reads, bad blocks. So let's move <laughs> on to the defense. Uh, um, I thought Nick's there were big. some just like uh, one of the things I, I mentioned to you, we were fortunate enough to have like a crew over to watch the game. So we had Amina, Sean's wife, and John, and we had Arrow, Jenny's boyfriend, our daughter, Jenny, and Marsha and I. And um, I mentioned to you that when the uh, penalties or non-calls don't come your way, it's usually when you get so frustrated, it's because your team's not playing very well. They become more pronounced when, like, we had some weird calls or non-calls in this game. But if we were a better team, we would be able to overcome them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, when you're not playing well, you can't overcome the small things that don't go your way. Um, I'd say overall, the first half, the defense did look good. Um, we held them to 10 points in the first half, um, playing pretty well overall. But then, you know, just going in and starting the second half, we allow three consecutive scoring drives um, yeah. that gave them the big lead after we had the lead at halftime. Um, and on the final drive, we couldn't stop them from, from converting a big third down. So despite looking good in the first half, it just kind of went downhill from there. Um, I don't think it's because we lack talent in defense or anything like that. We have so many big draft picks and so many guys we've brought in. Um, but when you see like our star Jair Alexander allowing big plays to Terry McLaurin, who's a good receiver, but he's not, you know, a burn the world down receiver. And then they're rushing for 166 yards, things like that. It does get kind of frustrating. Um, but as far as you know, guys that played well, we talked about Devondre Campbell had that big pick six. I think he ran it back, what was it, 63 yards for the touchdown. Yeah. Um, he also had three pressures on pass rushing snaps, four stops against the run, and five total stops. Um, Razul Douglas also had a nice game. Uh, he did miss two tackles. Tackle, tackling on this team has been horrible lately. I don't know where that went. That used to be the thing that Joe Barry could hang his hat on that he improved on our defense. Oh my gosh! They just it, stopped I mean, doing it's not it. just it's not just missed tackles. They're they're not even putting their hands up to try and tackle somebody. They throw a shoulder and and it's like, ah, come mm-hmm. on! I know. So even though he missed those two tackles, Razul Douglas did have three run stops. And three pass breakups. And on the seven passes attempted against him, he only allowed 29 yards. Um, Dean Lowry had a good game. Three pressures and two stops against the run. And then Quay Walker, who we've been you know, very high on as a rookie coming in, but he's been having a rough last few games, um, did lead the team with seven total stops, including six against the run and three pressures with two quarterback hits. So some stuff to hang your hat on in the defense. <laughs> However, in the second half, it did go downhill a bit, which is, you know, when you need the defense to step up. But we've looked tired 
ever since that London game, we look tired at the agree. end of the game. I agree. On defense. I don't know what it is because we're not flying across the pond in this game. So what happened? <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, um, I, I'm going to go back. I know I do this a lot of times. Um, Wisconsin Badgers played the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue, I think, was seven and zero. I think the Badgers had three wins, but there was a vast difference between the excitement level on one side, the Badgers, versus the Purdue side. I think Purdue kind of figured that this was going to be kind of a checkout game, and then we're in the, the big tournament. Um, but I don't feel that with the the Packers. I don't see it with the Packers. It, it no might juju. be individual moments, but not as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've talked about, you know, with football. It's one of the things I love about football is, you know, you have all these pieces that, you know, different parts of the team, different players coming together. Um, but the good teams have something extra. It's not mm-hmm. just every player playing their role. It's kind of them being more than the sum of their parts. Good teams yes. come together to have that something extra, that extra energy, that cohesiveness. And we haven't seen that at all. You know, they, it just seems like a bunch of guys trying to fill a role well enough, but not playing as a team. So I, we talked about this um, before. I mean, we've been doing this for eight years. Uh, before LaFleur, I mean, how much does the quarterback Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers make the coach and how much does the coach make the quarterback? Um, I feel like right now I need to see more from the coaching. Yeah. Got it. I mean, it's, we've talked about that with the floor. You got to kind of, you know, shake them up a little, you know, tell them this is not working and you have to be a leader. And I think that's, part of what we haven't seen with LaFleur, that ability to change the energy of the team, to be a leader of men, mm-hmm. go in there, assert yourself. And I think he can scheme for days and spend time in the office for days, but you know, he's not that Dan Campbell type, which might not be the best example now, looking at how the lines have been playing. Actually, but he, I don't he's think that's not a bad that rah, rah energy guy yeah who the you know are going to get the guys in the locker room yelling and screaming for you before the game Mm -hmm. um and yeah i don't know and part of it you know how much does the energy of your quarterback the leader on the field trickle down to the rest of the team because rogers is openly frustrated out there he doesn't look like he's having fun he's pouting on the sideline they had that shot during the game of him looking over from the field to the floor going what the are we doing Yeah, that? Right. And it's like every game we see something like that. And how much is that affecting the rest of the team? If they know Rogers doesn't have any confidence in what's happening, why would they? I'm, I have nothing to say. That was a perfect <laughs> statement. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, we said it during the game that mm-hmm. you, you can see it in his face that uh, this is, this is not going to go well. Um, and that's, that's what we saw in, in the play with, um, 
forcing passes and I, I wish there was a better way to know when, you know, he's got the option. He's, he gets a couple of different plays and he can do a run play, pass play, or change it at the line. I'd like to know how often he changes it because that would help me understand how much the coaching sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to know. Um, I don't have too much more to touch on offense, defense, special teams. I mean, we didn't have the ball nearly as much as Washington in this game, just under uh, 23 minutes for us. And they had it over 37 minutes. You yeah, don't typically see us have that large of a discrepancy yeah. in possession. Uh, yeah. When I watched the replay today, it was like at the halftime, it was, it was even way worse than that. Um, so <sighs> We're not doing good. We're not doing good. Let's uh let's touch on the injury report here. We talked about Bakhtiari uh, did not play last week, but he is limited practice right now. But we do have a couple big do not practices that have popped up. Did not practice. Rashawn Gary, who went out, is did not practice with a concussion. That is huge. Yeah, they for had the to defense. help him off the field. That was not. not good. Yeah. That is big for the defense because he's having mm-hmm. a monster year. Mm-hmm. Um, Shamar John Charles did not practice with an ankle injury. He's a cornerback. Elton Jenkins at guard did not practice with his knee. He's been limited practice along with Bakhtiari a lot of the time with that knee injury. So it might not be a good sign that he's on the do not practice because we don't need more pieces to shuffle around on that offensive line. Alan Lazard did not practice with a shoulder injury. So we might be down yet another receiver, our number one. Um, and Aaron Rodgers did not practice with his thumb injury. And then my guess with Lazard is that he, uh, there's a good chance he's not going to play. You don't think so? Because he kept trying to come back in. I'd be surprised if he's going to be open for the Bills game. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then Sammy Sammy Watkins, Watkins. yeah, who came off IR from the (laughs) hamstring injury, is now back on their limited practice with his hamstring. And it it makes you wonder if it was that go route where we talked about he kind of stopped running. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that that could be it. You know, you ask a guy coming off a hamstring injury to fly down the field as fast as he can, maybe he tweaked it again. And then Christian yeah. Watson still limited with his hamstring. We came into this game against the commanders and looking at the injury report and said, wow, they get a lot more people on theirs than we do. Yeah. We still lost the game. We had our starting quarterback. I think the, the trick to beating the Packers is don't start your starting quarterback. Yeah, we don't like backups or third string. We backups. don't do well. <laughs> Even when we have the multi-year reigning MVP in there at our quarterback. <laughs> um, it, it'll be interesting to see what we have, all these injuries at wide receiver, what we have out there. There's been a lot of talk leading up to the trade window coming that they're trying to find someone to trade for. I don't think um, we're going to trade anybody. It's hard to ever feel like we will with the history of the Packers with Green Bay, their yeah. management. They're saying they want to find a guy on a rookie contract. Mm. It's like, okay, so you, you want a guy on a cheaper contract 
and you probably don't want to give up a first round pick, especially this year, because we might have a lot nicer first round pick at the end of this season with the way things are going. Well, that was where I was going to uh, ask you. Go, go ahead and finish your thought. And then I'm, I'm, I want to. So ask. I'm just saying, like, what, what motivation do some of these teams have to trade to us? Like, I guess you have, um, you know, Carolina's kind of rebuilding midseason to go after DJ Moore mm-hmm. or uh, Matt Ryan in the Colts. Matt that Ryan's benched crazy. on the Colts now. That was um, so maybe they're looking to shop Pittman. But if we're not looking to give up a lot for a guy, I'm, I would be surprised if we get a nice rookie contract player who can come in and make a difference. I know that a lot of times fans look at it and say that since we don't have an order, that it's different. Um, and I agree. Yeah, we don't have an order that says do this, make this happen. I don't always think that's a good deal. I mean, look at money doesn't make you successful. If if that was the case, the Carolina Panthers would be winning multiple Super Bowls. The Patriots would still be winning multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, it's not baseball. There is a salary cap to kind of even the field. But I think the one of the big areas that not having an owner makes a difference is that we take less risks. An owner doesn't care when he says, go out and get this guy, or I want to make this acquisition, what the long-term result is as far as affecting his ownership of the team. But we have guys who this is their job. If they go make big acquisitions that affect our future, lose those draft picks, and then we're struggling down the line, they can lose their job, their livelihood. Mm -hmm. So that's going to make it a lot harder for you to take those big risks mid-season. That's a good point. Good point. Um, all right. So do you want to look at some of the games this week? We have to do a game ball. I have no game ball. I know. You, we can't you, give it to, to our listeners again. You never want to do a game ball in these ugly games, but we still got to do the game ball. It's tradition. I got. I mean, one. the only person I would give the game ball is our punter. Well, I that's not a great that's job. Not, that one punt was amazing that he put. Like at the yes. two yard. It was very nice, but that's not who I'm giving it to. Count me down. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> it's time for the game ball. Devondre Campbell gets the that game interception ball. you like the interception the main star on defense in an overall ugly game he got his pick six three pressures in the passing game four stops against the run devondre campbell congratulations hey he really had a nice game too. he did he did he he had a great grade overall in a season that has been kind of rough for him so it was nice to see him step up but that's that's uh kind of par for the course i guess um when he did really good and then teams focus on that player and um but he had a really really nice game so mm-hmm. congratulations Devonte. <laughs> all right let's look at the games we'll start with the picks I'll, I'll run through how we did last week and then we'll kind of sweep up if there's any other games we want to talk about okay we went in the last week mike plus one 
and we started Thursday night, Saints at Cards. I took the Saints, you took the Cards, and the Cards win it 42-34. Congratulations, Mike. Yeah, that was that was a surprise for me. <laughs> I just did it because you picked the Saints. I know uh, the, the Cardinals went out early with the lead, but then the Saints were looking pretty good in that one. I was kind of following it without watching it. Um, I feel like the Saints have got a lot of stuff. They just can't get it all together. Yeah. They're, they're having a weird year. I don't know if they're a good team right now. <laughs> I don't think we're I got to trust you. Right I haven't, you've watched more than I have. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I listen to more media about stuff than you do too. Um, Lions at Cowboys. Yeah, we, we both, both took the Cowboys. boys. Yeah. And the fighting Dan Campbell's go down once again, six to 24 with their offense has been non-existent the last few weeks. Well, they, they actually had the highest for a while. They had the highest, the best defense, and the best offense. I think, no, they had the best, best defense, worst their defense, was best offense, so worst points. defense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, they've had a ton of injuries on the offense. I know that's part of it, but it looked like, you know, they were still going to have the machine chugging, but they have just screeched to a halt. <laughs> uh, Packers at Commanders. We both took the Packers. I did it because I couldn't bear to pick against them again two weeks in a row. <laughs> um, and I, I thought they'd get right against the Commanders, but no. I sure did, too. Commanders take them down 23-21. That was to me, that just kind of proves to me that we are in a bad place. We are. Uh, Vikings had the bye, so we're going to Sunday night. Steelers at Dolphins. I took the Steelers. You took the Dolphins. I thought the rookie um, was going to pull one out for the Steelers, get his first, I believe, win as a starter. And the floundering dolphins through multiple interceptions and bad plays <laughs> took them I out. I love the alliteration. That's awesome. <laughs> 16 to 10. So Mike gets another pick correct there. And then we both thought the Pats would beat the Bears. And of course, yeah, we were both crazy. incorrect. The Bears destroyed the Patriots. They did. With the stud, Justin Fields, <laughs> 33 to 14. They they took the handcuffs off and just let him play. Did you see one of the big plays, one of the big interceptions that the Bears got and then went and scored on that kind of changed the momentum of this game? They they showed after the game just a couple of days ago that uh, the ball when it was up in the air was go- he th- was throwing it long and out of bounds and it hit the sky cam wire and went back in towards the receiver. They say and that defender. didn't hit. I, I just saw something saying that they. The video, the it, it looks, you can pretty much see it in the video. Like you see the wire move and the ball change directions. I think it very much did hit it. Now, NFL says it didn't hit it. NFL doesn't want to admit that they might be affecting games because they have <laughs> cameras. <laughs> okay. So a so. bad week of picks for everyone involved. Mike is now plus three. Yeah, I think I did okay. Nope. It's sad for everyone. How about, <laughs> how about uh, man, the Buccaneers only scored three points against the Panthers. 
Tom Brady might be the only guy having less fun than Aaron Rodgers this year. Bronze <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the Ravens. Uh, Ravens almost gave away another another one. They've been giving away double digit leads all season. Um, almost did it again against the Browns, but held on. Uh, Matt Ryan has been benched. The Bengals beat the Falcons thirty-five to seventeen. That that, and to me, Matt Matt Ryan's on the Colts. I'm sorry, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think that's totally money because yeah. they're not doing okay, and so they don't want to keep him playing, so he doesn't hit the benchmarks to make his money. Falcons seventeen, Bengals thirty-five. Bengals have been Chandra. on a roll. They started zero and two, I believe, mm-hmm. with some ugly losses, but have just been flying. Flew past the Falcons. Giants over the Jaguars. The six and one G-men. Which pro football talk um, still has them ranked as the worst roster in the league, talent-wise. Really? Yeah. Do you give credit to the coaches? I think you have to give uh, Brian Dable quite a bit of credit. You know, it seems like he has the team pumped up playing together at the end of they've won all their games, six games now by a single score, uh, single, you know, digit score. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been close, um, but they really just seem to believe in him. He, he's kind of what we've talked about LaFleur not being able to do, get the team to play together and believe in themselves as a team. He seems to have the opposite effect going on with the Giants. Chiefs over the 49ers. That was, I was surprised that they beat them 44 to 23. Yep. Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers now after a big trade. Mm-hmm. Seahawks over the Chargers. That, that was a big win for Seahawks. Um, so, yeah. Geno Smith looking good. Um, you Only see the, the play 12 years in the league. He finally, He's got to figure it out. Yeah. I've liked him the whole time. I thought he could be a starter somewhere, but he's been a perennial backup. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him doing well. Did you see the replay of uh, they had two? I don't know what the calls were, but the ref apparently made two very iffy calls on two plays in a row that went against the Seahawks. And Gino's just losing his mind, screaming at the ref. And uh, Pete Carroll starts yelling, Gino, Gino. And it, Gino looks over to Carol and Carol just rubs his belly, which apparently is a sign for him to calm down. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I did not see that. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, All right. So we got to uh, one of them. You skip past years that the other New York team, the Jets beat the Broncos to also go to six and one. What is going on with these New York teams? I, it's money. It's all about money. It's all money. Or I guess there's um, three New York teams with Buffalo. Okay, so where are we with our picks? Mike's where? Uh, we're tied up. No, I'm ahead. Yeah, Mike plus three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to pick this coming All up. All right, we, we have uh, seven games to pick this week. A big week That's of picks. Crazy. So we start Thursday night, Ravens at Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the birds, the Ravens. I, it, I am too. It's hard to bet for like for the bucks right now with the way they're playing. They only scored three points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's hard to see them lose 
um, to the Panthers of all teams, not just lose, but lose ugly. And then think that they'll yeah, be Panthers are like, they killing their team. So they get the, the, the draft pick. Um, are we going prime time with the London game? Uh, Broncos at Jaguars. Yep. I put them down the wannabe primetime game. Um, uh, Broncos at Jigs in London. Could be a good hmm. game. I'd say they're evenly matched. Yeah, I would agree. I'm taking the Jags. Me too. All right. All right. And then we have Dolphins at Lions for the Lions repping the NFC North. (laughs) Um, I'll go with Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. And they have Tua back also, but I'm going Lions. I believe in you, Dan Campbell. Not as much as he believes in himself, but I believe in you, Dan Campbell. (laughs) Cardinals at Vikings. Vikings coming off a bye. Cardinals coming off a couple wins. Um, I'm going to go with... Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I can go first. I think I'm going with the Vikings on this one. It'll be a good game. I'll take the bikes. As well. You too? Bears at Cowboys. Take the boys. The Fighting Bears. I will also take the Cowboys. Although I think that if they keep, they're able to keep the the new offensive scheme, they could make it an interesting game. I think it could be an interesting game, but uh, that Cowboys defense is pretty scary. They, I mean, yes, hundred percent. And then we are going to actually one quick one. I'm going to go back to cards, Vikings. I'm going to switch to the Cardinals. Okay. Kyler Murray is going to get me a point back in this pick contest. Okay. Packers at Bills Sunday night. I know who you're picking. Oh, yeah. You already told me. I did, huh? Mm-hmm. Who am I picking? The Bills. When did I say that? Sunday. Well, there's a difference between picking them and thinking they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you picking? I'm picking the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Packers. All right. Sticking with the pack. Back in the pack. I wonder what the line there is. I should look up what the betting line it's is. It's 10 and a half, game. I think. Hang on. Is I it? I got it. Uh, right. Based on Monday. Yeah. Monday from Caesars Palace, uh, 10 and a half point underdog. Can make some good money betting on the pack in that game. I don't know how to gamble. Brought to you by... No, we don't have that sponsor this year. We should. <laughs> what, what the hell happened to him? I don't know. And then Not enough money in sports betting, I guess. Uh, yeah, right. There's and then no we're going money. to Monday night. Bengals at Browns. I'll go Bengals. I also got Bengals. I think Browns are kind of a dumpster right now. Dumpster fire. It's... I mean, it's like... 
the Browns have accomplished. I don't know if folks remember, but there was a while ago when they they did a trade, and you have to send. This is how antiquated the NFL is. You have to send a fax to New York to say that we're doing this trade with this player, and um, they didn't finish sending all the paperwork to New York, so the trade never happened. And it was just a huge blunder. And I feel like the Browns continue to find new ways to suck. And one of them would be Deshaun Watson, bringing him in. And then continues to have more women come out of the woodwork. Come out and say, yeah, he file allegations um, against. But yeah, I'm I'm with the Bengals. It's so Mm -hmm. end of rant. Man, I can't imagine being a Cleveland fan. Yeah, what are our favorite videos that you shared with me is the mm-hmm. guy standing outside the stadium. <laughs> Just screaming at the yep. Cleveland Stadium. You are a factory of sadness. <laughs> every year I give you my It's hope, a beautiful And piece. every year you stomp on it. <laughs> Somebody doing oh, something. Boy. He should be like retired and should appreciate <laughs> everything he's done to to explain what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. So you're you're up three in the pick contest, but we differ on three games. Oh, cool. We might be tied going into next week when I sweep you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about that? We just keep losing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, like. Obviously, I would prefer we're winning. I'd prefer we look good um, and things like that. You kind of saw a lot of it coming when we didn't do anything to fix our receiving core in the offseason besides Sammy Watkins, the walking like hamstring injury. Mr. Um, Bubble Rep. Yeah. And and so you you kind of knew it might be a rough year. But on the other hand, I still enjoy having the Packers to follow. You know, I enjoy the fact that it gets you away from reality for three hours a week or six hours if I watch it with you guys with on, us, on yeah. pause. I was worried. Uh, I thought we were going to hit eight. It was a long game to begin with this week. Um, we saw on the ticker up the at the end of the first half and the, that crazy final two minutes of the half, all the other games were deep into the third quarter. It's like, man, mm-hmm. this is going on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can't complete a pass, it keeps stopping the clock too. So that's part of it. Um, but I, I just enjoy following the pack as well, even if it's not the best year. I'm still a cheesehead. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, I I am not one of those fans that goes to the hot team. I follow the Packers. You know, mm-hmm. I was you know, you when you're raised in Wisconsin, they like inject you with a pecker juice and so um i remember telling you when you were very young and i said sean you were born in minnesota raised in minnesota it's okay if you want to be a viking man and, and i laughed in your face you didn't <laughs> just laugh you took a hammer and hit me between <laughs> the eyes why would I ever want to do that? It's the Vikings. I mean, so, you're, you're saying you follow them because you were raised in Wisconsin, but 
yeah. you know, I was raised a Packer fan in the heart of Minnesota, going to school every week wearing a Packer jersey, whether they look good or bad, and not caring about the jeers. <laughs> so it yeah. hardens you both ways as a fan. <laughs> I would agree. And that's I why agree. we bleed green and gold on this podcast. So Sean is picking the Bills over the pack. <laughs> you had this in my after all this. About all that. <laughs> I'm also a realist. And Mike is will, picking the pack. I would love to be wrong. I would be so happy to be wrong. <laughs> is is what it's about. Until next week. Go pack. Go. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!